Hello and welcome to another episode of the Full Force Weekly, brought to you by General Joe's Reborn.com, with me as your host, Christopher McLeod, aka Diagnostic 80. For today's episode, I'm all on my own. In this regular video series, I round up all the week's news in the world of G.I. Joe. What is it, me? It's the Full Force Weekly. How is everyone doing? I say everyone. Uh, at this point in the morning, it's probably about 10 people. Um, congratulations if you are joining at this uh, time. And I uh, hope everyone's having a great... Or so, I hope everyone had a great week and is having a nice morning start to their weekend. Um, yes, how is everyone? Quite a few people in the chat already. Um Figure Six Pack says, ladies and gentlemen, get your cup of joe ready. The Full Force Weekend Edition is about to begin. It really is. Uh, I, a couple of things I should probably say to start with is I know it's getting a little bit like um, we keep saying that it's, you know, uh, we, we're having to move the episode from Friday to Saturday each week. Um, we are 100% trying our darndest to do it on Fridays. The problem is it's just been... It's just been a period of time um, for both Pat and I where it's just it's getting harder and harder to line up our availability. And so um, in terms of next week, we are we have had a proper conversation about let's cement next Friday in at 1 p.m. So we're going to be doing next week, hopefully again, life gets in the way, I'm afraid, guys. And the aim is to do it on Fridays. That's where we change. That's why we change it to Fridays because it made sense for both of us at that time. But it's just started to get a little bit more convoluted and complicated. So, in any case, we're aiming for Friday next week. But who knows? We'll, you know, you'll probably you'll probably be expecting that message on uh, on Friday to come through to say, "Oh, it's been moved." But you know, here we are, and we'll get on with it anyway, shall we? Um, lots of stuff to get through today. Um, lots of interesting stuff that happened yesterday that I didn't go live with because I thought, well, I'll be doing this in the morning. So it'd be kind of redundant, you know, going over things so quickly after we just talked about them. Um, so I thought, yeah, let's let's save it for then. Now, before we get into the news, hello to everyone. And there's loads of you already in the chat. This is great. Hello, Real Zim. Hello, Danny. Hello, Johnny. Hello, Ray. Hello, Pass, the pierogi. Hello, Flaffle. Hello, uh, M. Price. Hello, Jamie Lynn. Hello, Mark Talking Joe. How you doing, buddy? Um, uh, that's another thing I've got to um, apologize for. We were supposed to do a live monthly episode about the comics, the Skybound comics, on Thursday. And again, just life destroyed me. So unfortunately, we've pushed that. And we will definitely try and... Uh, what's the word? Yeah, we'll, we'll try and do... Um, We'll try and get that sorted again very soon, before the end of the month anyway. Um, almost certainly like Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, depending on Mark's availability on that one. Um, hey, Chris, just an FYI, I often miss the first couple of seconds live because when you go live, an advert starts. Well, that's why I leave it uh, when it goes live. I leave it for about a minute. So, you know, I feel like a minute goes, or like, you know, 30, 40 seconds to a minute goes by. Then I come on screen and then I chat a load of stuff and then we get in. So I figured I've given everyone enough time to, you know, really get involved. Um, anyway, cheers. Cup of tea in the got a cup of tea hat. I got a cup of tea. Uh, right before we get into the news, because there is a lot of it, I want to shout out the awesome Brian Hickey and um, 
Bob Breakin. Uh, now, my Palatoy story, the book, came in a few days ago. We got, um, it's beautiful, absolutely gorgeous. We'll be having a look uh, right now, in actual fact, because um, I'd rather do it like this than just, you know, a little image um, in the shout outs. But this book is absolutely gorgeous. So this is basically Bob Breakin, the Palatoy designer, uh, who you should all know by now and love. Um, obviously, you know, he's very, he's famous for effectively designing and creating the robo skull um and of course all your your classic action force palatoy stuff but you know action man he was huge in in palatoy and this is his effectively the the information from the history of palatoy that he has been able to kind of get hold of and and discuss with people that you know may have been there at the time um not with us any longer of course because we're talking about like you know a long long time ago when Palatoy started, but but there's a whole history in here. It's beautiful images from Brian, uh, you know, amazing pictures of like the actual place as well, like just really awesome like factory shots and and just everything that was like worked on um, over the years. It's unbelievable, right? And obviously, it's a, it's a really awesome like you know actually written story as well. Um, now, this beauty was obviously a Kickstarter. And I'm not sure if there's anything left at this point. Um, Brian would have to kind of correct me on that. Um, but it's just, I mean, if you got in on this one, well done, because it is absolutely phenomenal. And there's some really, really awesome, like, we've got these kind of things. So uh, concept designs for, um, for Action Man and for Action Force and stuff. And... Look at this beauty. Oh, this is one of my favorites, actually. The kind of uh, displays at toy fairs that they would do uh, back in the day and stuff like that. It's just wicked. Like, look at that design image as well. Like, you know, designing some stuff. I just, it's just so cool. So, yeah, this is the other, the other image I wanted to show you guys in here is an absolute beauty that has kind of done the rounds. Well, the image actually hasn't done the rounds in the past, but like certain aspects of the image have been like discussed and, um, kind of like thrown around a little bit but it's this neville chadwick um if i can find it it's a neville chadwick um picture which has the original kind of like version if you can see him uh of baron iron blood with green skin and a red vinyl kind of covering cape sort of uh vibe uh, and that was how they were going. And that's, yeah, that's like a really nice Neville Chadwick uh, kind of dio shot there. Um, but anyway, that was like the original kind of um, con concept sort of mock-up for the Baron. Um, and anyway, just beautiful stuff. So this book, phenomenal. A massive shout out, of course, to Bob and Brian for, for doing that. And also, um, I'll be shouting out at the end anyway, but another successful Kickstarter book, uh, by Brian and uh, David Gillis for more news as it's made. So congratulations to those guys for um, successfully funding. And obviously they'll be talked about at the end as well in the shout outs. Um, oh, this book is just beautiful. I love it. Absolutely love it. So I'm going to be delving into that on like a week, every weekend I'm going to kind of read another chapter of it because it's just, it's full of great info. Now the version or the, the pledge we got is two books, so we got one upstairs as well. Um, and then this wonderful print, which is of the cover, uh, again, which is like the Palatoy 
um you know it, it, i just love it like the palatoy background and then all of the figures and, and and all that stuff that were and toys and stuff that were created over the years and of course a little signature there by bob as well um our copies are signed too which is really nice um but i absolutely love this and we also this is like an unboxing isn't it and we also got um these wonderful little postcards uh, which kind of like again highlight some um some like history of palatoy we have action man here or technically we have um space ranger uh what's his name uh admiral turner fleet command hq uh yeah we have the space ranger and the zargon the zargonites there in the background and what they've done is on each postcard it's as if it's like a contact report on this one which is amazing so it kind of gives information about what's going on here like from this from uh, the from the space ranger so that's really awesome love that and then obviously there's lots of these so we have uh the robo skull versus the z force jeep which is amazing isn't it and it's got on here again like same kind of situation a top secret report on um from captain grant campbell from z force uh regarding the robo skull and this new kind of crazy vehicle that uh you know that is um now in the enemy's kind of hands which is really really cool um we've also got uh pippa here in her amazing car look at that bad boy that's well cool and again like and they're on like in a like safari isn't it basically and again they've made it as if like she's writing to dearest emma on that one which is really fun and um uh, well we couldn't have palatoy without star wars and another beautiful image from Brian here. Uh, just absolutely phenomenal work from Brian. And if we flip it around, again, it's uh, from THX1138 to TR26578. Subject, he's here. Ceremony in Hangar 2 today is fun. It's like they're, you know, uh, stormtroopers talking to each other. And then we have uh, Tressie, who is, uh, it's like a vacation picture from New York, and she's writing to Cindy, which is really fun as well. So as you can see there, like, I love, I just love these. There's one more, and this is a beautiful image of a Jubilee class Orion 45691 in British rail green. Yeah, it's uh, the uh, the kind of like the, the train sets and everything, absolutely beautiful. And uh, this one is actually from, uh, from Brian himself, which is nice. Um, and again, like written as if, you know, they're going on, on like, you know, on the, on a trip on a train and everything. It's just really cute. Love it. Um, so anyway, love that stuff. I just wanted to kind of like show that off and really give Brian and uh, Bob a nice shout out for what is effectively a really awesome, um, a really, really awesome uh, kind of product. And I love the book. It's just amazing. I can't wait to read that. SVFNG says, big question, can't wait for Pat anymore. Does Thrasher have a club that looks like a lacrosse stick with a ball on it? Or does he have a lacrosse stick and a gnarly ball that he chucks at fools? And thank you for the super chat, SVFNG. He says, my question is, but thank you very much. We really appreciate that. And because you've put, given us a super chat and your question is above, uh, I will 100% put that question on screen. So what do you guys think about this, actually, before we move on? 
it is Thrasher, is it a lacrosse stick with a ball in it, or does he throw? Does the does, does it like does is he caught the ball with a with a thing on it in the lacrosse stick and he lugs the ball? It's a good point actually, but I think personally from the design and the mold that he's taken the net off and he has put this spiked ball inside the lacrosse um, kind of space in that 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 hole, and it's kind of like st- like screwed in there. And it's basically just like a weapon, like a melee weapon. That's my kind of perspective on it, um, SV, F and G, because that, like, again, just based on the actual figure itself, it feels like it is a fixed kind of melee weapon, basically. But good point. And I like that that thought of it, you know, like throwing the ball, a spiked ball with a lacrosse stick. I think that's kind of fun. Uh, anyway, wicked. Right. Uh, sorry about that, guys. Just thought I'd start off. Um, uh, with that, um, anyway, sorry, I'm just trying to catch up on comments. Anyway, let's should we get into the news. Let's get into the news. Um, we've got lot, like I said, we've got lots to get through, and we'll start with comics news. Now, before we get into it, though, I must warn you: spoilers ahead. Mute it, turn off for a little bit, come back a bit later if you need to. But spoilers are ahead. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I almost forgot that there are no videos today and I'm going to be reading, uh, you know, in the, the classic way. But yes, Cobra Commander issue two and a Real American issue 304 um, are out and uh, have been absolutely fantastic. And I read them very recently and they are absolute beauties. Um, we're going to kind of basically go through quite a bit of each issue. Um, I do have a lot of images on the, these as well. But like I said, um, um, and now I've got the, the text up so I can actually read it out. So Wednesday is fast becoming my favorite G.I. Joe day as both Cobra Commander Issue 2 and A Real American Hero Issue 304 were released and continue to excite fans. I love the introductions of some fan favorite characters such as Buzzer, Ripper, The Thunder Machine, and Zorana, as well as what appears to be an in-disguise Nemesis Immortal slash Enforcer, and we'll get to that in a second. For a real American hero, Serpentor and Mindbender continue to deal with revanche and look to spread their deadly plague across the globe, while the Joes get caught in the air with a few revanche extras. In addition to the issues, Skybanner revealed previews and even more variant covers for Cobra Commander 3 and a real American hero 305. There was also a Chica reveal of a cover featuring Nemesis Enforcer in a video posted by art rep Felix Liu. I wonder if we will see a classified version very soon, what with another news item that we have obviously later in the day. So let's start with A Real American Hero 304. Um, This is the cover, obviously, Dawn Moreno um, and a bunch. This is actually one of those times where I feel like this is an appropriate cover to what actually happens in the uh, the comic. Now, obviously, there's, there's, there's been an element of artistic interpretation here because it's the, this particular thing doesn't exactly happen but they do end up fighting and those three troopers the night uh, viper alley viper and night creeper um are all sort of like revanche upgrades and updates which is really interesting so if you are reading along at the moment then uh yeah get stuck in um 
Oh, cool. We've got some we've got some comments regarding the Thrasher stick. Mark says the ball is fixed in the stick, so it's like a club. That's what I just assumed. Yes, Mark. And Ed says, I always thought it was a mine of some type or a grenade, and I absolutely pretended that he lobbed it at some Joe Fools. See, this is interesting. Like people do have like elements of, you know, you know, different interpretations of these things. Um that felt like a unique version of Night Viper, says Pastor Pierogi. Uh, yeah. And Ray says, oh, are we doing spoilers? Yes, spoilers in incoming. So give it a few minutes, maybe come back later, see how we're getting on. At least mute it and don't look at the screen. Or just, yeah, that's a good idea. Just don't look. Just go away. Um, right, so next up, then we're going to get into the comic 304. And I'll go fairly quick so we're not, like, hanging on everything. So here we go. Um, so, like I said, starting off, Serpentor and Mindbender are kind of in with Revanche. They're, like, um, basically combined now. So now we've got, like, again, we're getting these kind of multiple factions growing, aren't we? Cobra Commander has escaped um, and has kind of gone back to Springfield, which we'll catch in a second. And that's one of the things I wanted to talk about as well. But um, So Serpentor, Mindbender, and Revanche are kind of now almost like one entity. Uh, and they've uh, the revanche are kind of looking at it like they can see, um, <clears throat> you know, like a they can see a advantage of of joining forces. Basically, um, talking Joe says Skybound have have been doing an amazing job at matching the covers to the story on the inside, even a good chunk of the variants. Absolutely agree with that. Um, and if, you know, so, so I said they're working in unison. They've also attacked Snake Eyes and Scarlet at the cabin in the High Sierras. Now they've sent like a ton of like you know upgraded revanche kind of droid cybernetic creature things. And what what's happening is like the the plague that Serpentor and Mindmender have created is now one of these things that's now merged into what revanche can do with upgrades. So like you've got these like drone-like zombified kind of humans that and then also kind of retrofitted and upgraded with this like revanche technology so you end up with this really kind of like morbid sort of like ai and it's, it's such a it's such a commentary on real life isn't it uh i find that really interesting but anyway so um so that's kind of happening just to give you an idea if you're not kind of in reading this comic at the moment. And that's why I'm really en enjoying A Real American Hero at the moment. I feel like for a long time, it was sort of, it felt like it, there was a spinning of wheels going on with um, with the A Real American Hero series. And now as it's going into Skybound, I'm not sure if it's the art that's changing my mind because the art is phenomenal from Chris Mooniam. It's absolutely gorgeous. And I just love all of this stuff. One of the pieces I really liked, especially in this issue, was the tomahawk or eagle hawk. Look how awesome they make that thing look in that top right-hand corner. It is a beautiful rendition or, you know, interpretation of that vehicle. I love it. Uh, now, anyway, Snake Eyes and, and Scarlet um, fake their death on camera before the last revanche bot loses, um, you know, its uh, visual um, kind of, recording ability and they kind of they they feel like they've done enough to kind of convince Serpentor, Mindbender and Revanche that uh they are now dead but in actual fact it was it was all put put on they took out the Revanche droids to a degree 
and then the Joes come in with Wild Bill, Airtight, Mainframe, and I can't. It was then someone else in there too. I can't remember, but they they turn up, and basically they they're picking up the revanche stuff for um you know for kind of like future sort of um uh, reverse technology, I guess you know to work out what makes them tick. Um, how they can kind of like, you know, develop their own technology and stuff like that. So that's why Airtight and Mainframe are there to kind of pick up that the, the pieces uh, as well as rescue or rescue or pick up Snake Eyes and Scarlet. Now, one thing that we do see um, is that Snake Eyes then goes into the the bin uh, to, to find his old version two uh, get up. So he's going to be rocking that. And actually, Mark, you'll have to chime in here because I can't remember if it's Snake Eyes or Throwdown at this point. I can't remember what's happened and where each one is. I, th I feel like it's the... Is this the... This is the returned Snake Eyes, right? The clone Snake Eyes, I want to say. I've completely forgotten, genuinely. But let me know in the comments anyway. Um, Passbury says, imagine if it was version four. Could you, how good would that have been if you'd lifted that open and it was the version four goggles and the blue? That would have been so great. Um, Passbury says, the art feels like art. Uh, the Realism says, I love the Tomahawk, absolutely. Um, Passbury says, this all means Night Viper mainframe airtight and the new Sculpt CC coming to classified one can hope. I mean, you. It's a it's a real American hero. It's not the Energon universe, so you could say that. But you you know at, this, at the same time, it's very simply just the GI Joe um, as we know them. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I know what you're saying about the cover. The the kind of Night Viper looks very much sort of like rejigged a little bit. Um, I'm really enjoying the fact that Snake Eyes is now muttering a few words as his recloned body is helicopter accident free. Says Ray, absolutely. Uh, this is the clone Snake Eyes shacked up with Scarlet. Thank you, Mark. Uh, I just want—I just—that's—I I, I couldn't remember what happened in that little crossover bit, and yeah, the, and I—I I was just assuming it was the clone Snake Eyes because I'm sure that's where we left off last time, and I just couldn't remember. Um, Mike says I've been out of comics for a while. The Skybound books brought me back. A real American hero has been great, despite feeling behind on some of the plot lines and characters. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like I just was then because I couldn't remember if it was uh, um, cloned or Throwdown. Um, and yes, Throwdown was last seen at his father's funeral. Expect a return at some point with a really redesigned uniform. Absolutely, can't wait. Um, then, of course, we get the sub kind of plot going on, which is Dawn Moreno infiltrating Springfield. Now she has family in Springfield because obviously that's what her backstory is. Like she's effectively from. Uh, from Springfield, from Cobra Stock, isn't she? So, um, you know, implanted with the memories and from the brainwave scanner of Snake Eyes, and now we have a 15 Snake Eyes running around. Um, funnily enough, real real Snake Eyes can speak, Throwdown can't. I should have that should have been my assumption, shouldn't it? Because Throwdown was was absolutely yeah, he was damaged in that sense. Um, that's actually really ironic, isn't it? Um, Anyway, so she's infiltrating Springfield. She's actually gone to see her parents, so they know that she's there. Um, and then she sneaks out in the evening because she knows they're still technically... They they love her, but they, they know that she knows that they're still technically Cobra. And um, she's kind of doing a little recce of the area. And that's where these three upgraded revanche troops kind of appear in Springfield. They shouldn't be there, but obviously they're... They're in. They're kind of like sneaking in, basically. So you've got 
the Night Creeper and Alley Viper and a Night Viper. And they're going to get set up to um, record information, send it back to Serpentor and Mindbender of what's going on at Springfield. Now, at the same time, Revanche also send three Vipers, a Tele Viper. They say it's a, a Toxo Viper, a Tele Viper, and something else, don't they? But they're just, it looks like two regular Vipers and a, I guess, a Toxo Viper of some description. Um, but um, it's Stalker, Jay, Duke, and Spirit who are manning the pit at the time. So they go in to, you know, basically they're, they're recce in this area as well. And the Joes are kind of like allowing them to kind of come in, basically. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, and then they're going to see what happens. They're going to play this out a little bit. So while that's going on, we, we get swung back to Springfield and Cobra Commander is rocking a new look. And I'm kind of digging this vibe, kind of a bit. It's almost like Baron Zemo got the uh, <laughs> went one way towards Cobra Commander's design, and Cobra Commander went more towards that Baron Zemo kind of uh, non-hooded design. I just think that's quite funny, and also it's got like vibes of um, it almost looks like as if Firefly became Cobra Commander to me. Um, but yeah, anyway, they've gone full on with the kind of like. Those kind of classic, um, I forget what the, the name of the trousers are, the pants that he's wearing. I forget the kind of the the German sort of office of vibe kind of where they stick out on the sides. I forget the, the name of them. Someone will tell me in the comments, of course, which will be great. Um, but it, they've, they've gone all out with that kind of look. There's almost like a, I want to say like a red skull vibe going on here. I suppose the shape of the head has a lot to do with that, but it does feel a little red skullish to me. Um, and again, really cool design. Really interesting. Uh, is it Jodpers or are you, is that what you're trying to say? Because I can't pronounce what you've just written. I don't think I've ever seen that word before. If that's what they are called, then Jofers? I thought they'd be Jodpers. Maybe that is what you're supposed to say. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna plead ignorance on that one, Mark. Um, this reminds me of the Action Force comic letters page when fans would want to ask Snake Eyes questions but never responded as he couldn't speak. Writing eluded him too, apparently. <laughs> Which is funny because he then writes a huge letter in like the last couple of issues. And also, shout out to Word Burglar for letter from Snake Eyes or letter to Snake Eyes. I can't remember if it's letter to or letter from. I think it's letter from Snake Eyes. I did one of the tracks for him, part four, which is, I, I love that track. Um, Pantaloons. Uh, the pants are very Hugo Boss, says Pass the Brokey. <laughs> anyway, love this. Love this design. And again, this this is nice because we get a lot of troopers. Jodpers. Yeah, okay, it's Jodpers. And it's spelled that way, Ryan. Okay, got it. Um, I was right with Jodpers. Um, I just couldn't understand, sorry, Mark, what that spelling was. Um, yeah, so like Crimson Guard, uh, troopers. We've got Crimson Guard Immortals. We've got His Tank Drivers. We've got uh, Avax, Worms. There's, a, I mean, a lot of troopers in the um, auditorium that he's talking. This is like a rec room, basically. And um, and the, the the kind of the other, um, those upgraded um, kind of like troops are sending information back to, to Serpentor Khan, I should say. I should say Serpentor Khan, because it's not Serpentor. It's Serpentor Khan. Now, back to the Tomahawk, and everyone's kind of chilling you know, in the, uh, in the, in, you know, on flight, on the flight back. And all of a sudden the, uh, revanche droids kind of come to life. They're like, they were only in sleep mode, basically. They weren't really destroyed. 
they were doing the kind of like Trojan horse gambit. And um, of course, you know, they attack the Joes. The Joes managed to kind of hold, you know, do enough to stop them. Um, Scarlet almost flies out the window, which is crazy. Um, and yeah, and then we end up with, um, is it Scarlet? I'm just saying Scarlet, but I, 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 for some reason, I think it's a different character now. But anyway, no, anyway, it is, isn't it? It's a black hat. Yeah, it's black hat that nearly flies out the window, not Scarlet. My apologies. Um, I just, I had a mental break there because obviously with Scarlet and Snake Eyes are, are elsewhere. But yes, um, Black Hat was the other character that was actually sent in to um, to the High Sierras. Anyway, she almost falls out of the, the helicopter trying to save them by by throwing, you know, taking one of them out. Um, but uh, Airtight grabs her at the last second and pulls her back in, which is great. And then uh, while Bill turns up to save the day. Um, really good. I was worried for mainframe, mainframe and airtight. I felt actually emotion reading a Joe comic. Awesome. Yeah. I, again, there's that element of they're not disposable by any means, but they're not like they're not like the A-listers. And you could have you wouldn't have been uh, you'd have been forgiven for thinking, oh, maybe it's the end for these guys. As, you know, Black Hat as well, who's a very new character um, brought in very recently at the end of uh, IDW. Cheers. Um, also, I'd like to point out here that I'm not sure. I, I'm sure. I'm not sure if it's intended or not. But the lighting in the tomahawk, being that kind of red lighting, kind of puts mainframe in his Brazil special mission Brazil deco, which I think again is an is a great sort of like homage touch. If we go back to when they first turn up, mainframe is definitely in these greys. So I find it really cool that the color has changed him into that deco, that kind of uh, Special Missions Brazil deco. And I love that that is a homage. It's got to be on purpose. I don't know how you couldn't... I don't know how you could do that and end up putting mainframe in those colours. Do you know what I mean? Without knowing that he has that alternate deco. Anyway, just a little side point. And I really, <clears throat> really like that about it. Now... Dawn ends up fighting the troopers back at Springfield. She gets kind of they've they've known she's been there for a while because they're blooming, you know, they can see through blooming walls. Like she's a ninja, but she ain't that good. And uh, they end up engaging her, but she kind of like over, you know, she basically does a job on them, and they end up um, destroying themselves because they fear that they're not going to be able to win the fight. They work out they're not going to, you know, win the fight. Um, Ed says, just read the issue ahead of this recap, so I wasn't spoiled. I love the action scene in the helicopter. Ninja battles don't really wow me, but the new commander uniform is bad aft. Yeah, it really is. A real American hero really does feel invig reinvigorated, says Parsons, and I agree with that totally. Um, yeah, and then we, so there you go, they, they're they kind of, kind of destroying themselves after they realize that they're just not going to win this fight. And then right at the end, we get a, another reveal. And that is that Zartan is back in the in the scene, and he ends up going to uh, see Destro and the Baroness at their um, at their place um, in Scotland. I love that sh that shot of the of the kind of house on the cliff. That's very awesome, um, and yeah, very nice. And there's uh, there's Zartan, and they're all like, "Oh, go on then, tell us, explain what you're here for." And yeah, it's you know the usual backstabbing teams are being formed you know the usual stuff in a real american hero um 
the new design of for the commander has shades of America's Elite and the Cobra Reborn series from DDP. It actually really does. Ed. Yeah, you spot on there. So I would say that this issue was an absolute belter. Really enjoyed the um, uh, yeah the kind of <clears throat> sorry the um, the kind of storyline here and how everything's building and yeah really again you're feeling like things are kind of moving in a good direction for a real American hero, and that's great. So anyway, that is 304. Then, of course, we had, um, and there is actually, yeah, I think there is a preview for 305, isn't there? And I forgot to put it in here, but that's, you know, we, we, let's just say that's the end of the Real American Hero spoilers for today. Now we're getting into the Energon universe, and we're going to be talking Cobra Commander issue two. Now, the first issue was so good that I was, I was shaking for this issue to come out. Like, I could not wait for this one. And again, we get some really awesome character introductions. We get a little bit more backstory as to who that guy is that's with Cobra Commander, and I think it's pretty obvious now. But again, we get that kind of like, you know, certain things are being like filled in, certain aspects are being kind of explained. And this one does carry a heavy spoiler at the end, by the way. Uh, not the issue, but we're talking about the... Um, connecting covers artwork that was kind of revealed on a video by Felix Liu, I think it was, an art rep. Um, and we'll be talking about that in a second, but it does reveal a major a character introduction, which, again, I'm sure most people don't really mind about the this kind of stuff. If you're into it, you've probably seen it already. But um, I just want to make sure that that's clear before we get into this. Now, Cobra Commander issue two, um, we end up kind of like in the Florida Everglades and the um th there's basically they're looking for this energy um if, uh, what looks to be sort of some sort of energon like transformers related energon uh, is what cobra commander's after is what kind of transpires but we we start we start out with the with buzzer and ripper um in their little shack in like you know in the in the middle of nowhere basically having an argument or no, basically torturing a bunch of guys who are running weapons in their area and they're like you know we're not going to talk and it's really brutal actually like buzzer literally just chainsaws one of them right through the middle and the other guy ends up giving all the information away but what this sort of does with the dreadnoughts is it takes them out of that like comical silly sort of like almost like dismissive just thuggery biker gang and kind of makes them really depraved really like you know a threat like a serious threat um dangerous unhinged um you know like willing to do sort of anything uh and not really have any empathy or care about it and that i i kind of feel like is is a is a is a good way for them to go with this because it makes them like not like ridiculous if you know what i mean it kind of it kind of gives them an edge and that edge is like definitely seen as we go through there's still that there's still that dynamic with them of being a little bit kind of you know not care a bit careless and that that's why we see another character introduced later on that kind of like solidifies that dynamic a little bit but um you know they kill one of these guys and then the other guy they said they're going to they're going to give him a ride or whatever or, or take or let him go and that ride is, you know, on a chain on the Thunder Machine, <laughs> and they drag him, and it's just gross. Again, like, you look at the panels, and it's, like, it's really brutal. 
But that Thunder Machine looks phenomenal. And uh, it's always in, it's also interesting that obviously it's Ripper's pride and joy in this um, in this kind of universe. So do we see Thrasher at any point? Who knows? We'll you know we'll 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 see as this kind of um, goes on, of course. But uh, at the moment, I think they're sticking with some kind of major major players. Um, so that was one thing that I noticed as we were kind of going through this. Um, this torch erasure is irritating, Ryan. Well, don't worry too much. I think we'll see more of them as as it goes on. And I think I think what's happened here, Ryan, is that they don't want to. They don't want to like do torch. Or what probably happened was they were writing it, and and Hasbro probably said, "Don't add torch just yet because we haven't revealed him yet." Do you know what I mean? So in the development kind of process, um, so it was probably a case of like you can use him later, but for now, just hold fire. Pun intended. That's what it seems to me. I don't think it's. I don't think it's necessarily them getting rid of torch uh, completely. This is a brutal issue. So a flamethrower guy isn't going to be. You know, it's going to be right up their street on this one. So he'll he'll be in eventually. Um, Ed says, a serious take on the Dreadnoughts, but I think it goes too far for me. They're psychotic killers. Sheesh. There is that feeling, I've got to admit. But I kind of know. I feel like it kind of it, it, it balances out when Zorana turns up. Uh, but before we get to that, um, this is the bit that kind of like explains that we're probably dealing with Nemesis Enforcer here. Um, now, the guy that is with Cobra Commander that's kind of like, they're kind of arguing a bit because he's trying to keep him safe. Uh, Cobra Commander's a little bit kind of reckless and he's kind of going around like not caring about what he's doing, killing people, all this kind of stuff. He's just, you know, he's he's just after the energy and he doesn't care about, you know, the, the, anything else. And he's trying to like explain to him that you've got to be careful. We've got to kind of do this the right way. Um, yada, 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 all that kind of stuff. And while Cobra Commander goes off on a on a little side quest into the uh, Florida Everglades, where he's not really allowed to go, uh, no one is. There's a there's, a, there's a, um, a guy that turns up in a second that tries to stop them. You can see that there's almost like a prelude to um, to their argument when we go back to Cobra La and Pythona is applying this very Cobra La like uh, squidgy face hugger. On to uh, what what I'm assuming is Nemesis Enforcer. She calls him old friend. She says you can't look like this when you go out into the real world. So you're going to have to be kind of changed a little bit. So it's, they've changed his appearance to, you know, to kind of basically keep him um, in disguise and not like bring any untoward attention to um, to to them. Uh, and so like yeah, we get Pythona, we get Cobralara again, and we get this kind of narrative that this guy has been transformed into this this human being. Now, another brutal thing coming up, bear, bear in mind. At one point, look at that, this kind of park ranger cop turns up to kind of tell them they can't be there. Cobra Commander basically tells Nemesis Enforcer to deal with it. He shoots at him, doesn't do anything to him. You can see it kind of change in his face a little bit. And then he grabs him by the arms, headbutts his head off pretty much, or like headbutts his head into oblivion whilst ripping his arms off. That is mental. And then obviously after he's dealt with this guy, Cobra Commander's kind of run away, and that's where he kind of finds the um, the Dreadnoughts, and they have a big fight, a big kind of shootout, because uh, the Dreadnoughts don't really care about anything either. 
and um, and he throws a grenade and blows up the thunder machine, which is really sad. I'm like, oh no, the thunder machine's dead. So either they're gonna have to remake it. Maybe Thrasher comes back and remakes it. Maybe that happens. You know, you never know. Um, and then that's where we get Zorana turning up uh, to kind of like basically level out what's going on, trying to sort out the situation and tell them what the hell are you doing. Um, <clears throat> anyway, she also says that part of the swamp is off limits, even to us. So that's an interesting thing. We don't know why that's the case. We don't know what the deal is. All we know is that Cobra Commander ends up falling uh, when he's walking around in the in the forest. He he, cra he falls through like I don't know some sort of foliage or whatever it might be, and it turns into like a little you know basically just ends up in this water. And underneath that, in that water, are uh, some what looks to be very seriously mutated crocs or gators and um you know you've they've got like this this glow underneath them which looks like it could be energon and the reason i say the energon thing is because we do get a preview of the next um issue which we'll get into in a second um but then this is sorry that's the, the next thing is these big big spoiler that i should uh should tell you about so again we're up in the air a little bit we don't know what's going to happen with cobra commander he's probably going to be fine <clears throat> of course He's going to have to fight some gators off. Maybe Nemesis Enforcer helps him. We do know that there's a cover for is it issue four that's got Nemesis, that's probably got Nemesis Enforcer on it. And then we have the connecting covers that were revealed by Phoenix Lou. Now, he is an art rep and he got sent a bunch of art. Um, and this is the connecting cover or like connecting covers for Chris Burnham's connecting cover work, which you can't see the first or the last issue. Um, he hadn't unfolded those at that point. But this one really does show. The issues that we've seen, we've seen the first two covers very recently. The the next one has Nemesis Enforcer on it, and they're having some sort of fight. So yeah, the thund that Thunder Machine is going to come back as a particular Transformer for sure. Good point, Pastor Pierogi. Um, imagine the Hasbro reveal of Ni, and it's just a bearded guy in a trench coat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be funny, actually. Um, Torch hasn't appeared due to his action figure release. Just assuming, yeah, that's what I'm assuming. <clears throat> anyway, anyway, that is uh, a nice little kind of uh, spoiler and a nice little kind of view of what Nemesis Enforcer might actually look like for you know the classified version as well. So I did. A, there's a close-up image of that on uh, any one of the social posts we've done. If you if you go into the comments or the the thread on Twitter or um it's towards the end of a lot of images on on instagram as well so yeah anyway the videos in the link as well if you want to watch that 128 is the time uh stamp one hour 28 minutes <clears throat> when he pulls this particular piece out and you see all of the covers as well at, at one point but this is the this was the uh, a good clear shot that i managed to get uh before that nemesis enforcer was put away Right. We've also got a lot of covers for issue three. And uh, again, like we've got a couple of panels for the uh, preview for the next issue as well. So we've got the Serana one where Cobra Commander's tied up. So it's possible it's a possibility then that they end up getting Cobra Commander out of the swamp where the gators are attacking him. And that's where <clears throat> that's where we get uh, this kind of like what's the word? Um re uh, connection of the two of the two of the dreadnoughts and cobra commander again um and again we've got like very they all look very sort of a similar theme like the the nox maybe sitting in a uh, a position where they've got cobra commander in their shack as well and they've got the knife in the snake which is uh almost like a metaphor i guess and of course the the gator over cobra commander i wonder if we're going to see croc master in this just just wonder if that might be the case 
Uh, I hope we do. Anyway, oh, Zorana. I've said it so many times already. Um, then we've got this Zorana cover, very kind of, um, you know, kind of like, I don't know what you call it, sensual uh, cover for Zorana. Zorana, I didn't know it was you. And um, and then, of course, uh, we've got the actual issue itself, like the panels inside. So this is the next couple of, or like, you know, probably towards the beginning of the uh, of the issue. But the Dreadnought's going to random bar, Ripper shoots one of them, and it appears that Zorana just pulls out the Energon cube um, or, like, takes a, uh, you know, like, just shows it off. And I don't really know why. Um, everything goes kind of quiet. Obviously, there's no... We'll find out, I guess, in the issue. Um, but, um, yeah, that's effectively Cobra Commander issue, t issue three preview. I think that's everything for the comics. Um, we'll move on now because we've got loads to cover and I've already been doing this for 45 minutes. This is going to be a long episode. I apologize, guys. But let's move on. Again, really excited with Skybound. I'm going to be talking about this with um, Mark very soon, hopefully, and we can get uh, that monthly episode out for you guys um, ASAP. Anyway, let's move on to, and I think that's, yeah, let's move on to a bit of movie news. Anyway, Lorenzo de Bonaventura has been at it again, dropping the late, the least amount of information possible for the Transformers G.I. Joe movie crossover in a presser with Screen Rant for Madam Web. When asked when they could expect to see the crossover happen, the producer explained that they are hoping it will be in the summer of 2026. You can see the clip via the link in the description. Um, not that there's a lot more to really go into. That's pretty much it right there. You don't even need to watch the video. That's it, right? That's the, the exact comment, the exact, uh, you know, in all the info possible that we got out of that. But this is interesting to me because in one, one position he's kind of said, you know, we are definitely going to be delivering on that promise. And then at this point, he's basically saying, yeah, we're kind of aiming for 2026, basically. So it's like, uh, it feels like it is definitely happening which is great. And I mean, like, you know, you can't get more it's happening than actually seeing it at the end of Rise of Beasts. But again, I, I'm i interested to see how it's going to look, what we're, what kind of level they're at in terms of the development on this. Um, but, you know, because that's the other thing, like the, these guys say stuff all the time that doesn't necessarily mean anything. It's just almost like a way of satiating the, the kind of like the hunger or like the the need for information with this kind of stuff. So I'm going to just say, um, I'm going to say at this point, there's not really much else to really go into, but I feel like it is definitely happening. And I feel like it's definitely going in uh, a direction um, that is making me more, feel more positive, not necessarily about the outcome, but positive that it's actually going to be implemented in the next movie. I'm not saying whether it's going to be good or bad, I'm just simply saying in a, it's, a, it's a positive direction for that information, if you know what I'm saying. Now, the other thing we've got to kind of really get into here is the fact that I think everyone's really of the same or a similar kind of mindset when it comes to Lorenzo de Bonaventura. Like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and just be like nasty or what, what, what have you. I'm not that kind of person. But in terms of what we've seen ev ev evidence-wise, it doesn't bode incredibly well for something that's going to be like, you know, oh, brilliant. Like, you know, I'm excited 
but I don't really, I, I'm not really like completely confident that it's going to be a, a home run, especially considering that Transformers has kind of hit a bit of a, um, it's a low point in terms of the, the, the films, in terms of the commercial success. And that's sort of, honestly, all we really need is the commercial success when it comes to um, the Transformers, because it's not like we're getting, we're never going to get G1 on, on screen. Um, Bumblebee came pretty close to that, but again, it was still, you know, it, it still had its like issues in terms of design. And that's always seems going to be the way when they're doing this style of Transformers movie in live action. Um, I just feel like, I feel like I'm not saying it, sh it shouldn't be G1 anyway on the screen because it wouldn't translate well either. It, it would look really ridiculous and kind of a bit goofy. But I feel like, you know, it still really hasn't found, it hasn't found its right look yet, in my opinion. It hasn't, the designs haven't found their way into a, into a, an aesthetic that makes me kind of go, yeah, there it is. That's what it should be. Um, like I said, Bumblebee was probably the closest. But then Rise of the Beasts kind of, it was okay. It was certainly better than the last few Transformers, the last few Bay Transformers movies, um, like the last five <laughs> Bay Transformers movies. But it was certainly, for, like I said, like a commercial success. It really wasn't high up there. So I was concerned that because of that, we weren't going to get... Um, you know, we weren't going to speed into a Transformers G.I. Joe crossover in the next one. It would be like it's almost rebooted again. But thankfully, it seems to be that it did enough. Do you know what I mean? It did enough to kind of be all right. Um, anyway, Ryan says, crossing my fingers, it will be as good as Madame Webb. <laughs> my goodness. I've seen, uh, I started watching it um, not too long ago and couldn't, couldn't, it was, it was really poor. Which is a shame, isn't it? Like I, I will eventually watch it, but it's one of those ones where I kind of zone out, and and when that happens, I, I'm kind of like, no, I've lost this. I can't, I can't get into it. It took me, I think, five watches, probably more than that, to watch Age of Extinction. I just, it was like the worst film I think I've ever seen. Um, what was the last last Transformers movie? Not Rise of the Beast, not Bumblebee. What was the last Bay one? called i can't i think it was age of extinction it might be there was another one after oh no it was the last night wasn't it um that actually no i tell a lie age of extinction was bad last night was worse last night was so bad i haven't watched all of it it's like <clears throat> it's so so poor so like again evidence wise we're not seeing a great deal of it with lorenzo de bonaventura at the helm and I kind of hope that something changes at some point that, you know, someone else is given the reins um, to to produce it. I don't know. It just it feels like it. We, we're not really going to get what we want or we're not going to get something good until, um, you know, we have other people kind of leading it. In any case, that's the movie news. I don't feel like we need to really go into much more detail on that one. Um, so let's get into the next uh, bit of news, which is um, it's a bit pants, really. Yeah.
An image courtesy of Jeffrey Case emerged during the week of a pair of G.I. Joe classified underwear by Odd at a Ross store. The underpants utilize the classified artwork that we have seen on a number of different products over the past few years, as well as the website, and are already on sale for $5.99. If you are near a Ross store, then keep your eyes peeled if you want a pair of these beauties. Um, yeah, there you go. Underpants. So yes, Jeffrey Case posted this image again, like uh, out of a Ross store, and I've I've had a lot of people, like you know, in my network, looking for these pants because uh, I think they're pretty cool. Um, just um, I, honestly, you just put GI Joe stuff like images, names, whatever the logo, you put it on anything um, different, weird, not expected. We've had pants before, I know, but like I'll I'll be all over it like a rash it's weird isn't it it's a weird kind of effect that it has on me and i'm sure you guys too um pastor progi says the toy line has reinvigorated the fan base same with the comics i wish the movies could do that maybe you never know they might do until they start filming we can't count any chickens says mark oh totally absolutely agree with you on that one what i'm saying is that the the talk is a, in a positive direction towards it being actually a thing is is what I'm getting at. It's me basically saying everything and nothing at the same time, like he does, like Lorenzo de Bonaventura does. Um, I actually feel like Goofy is a way they could try. The cartoon always had a bit of a silly camp. Give me Ballad of G.I. Joe as a full movie, complete clarinet solo. Let's just have fun at this point. I get that. Uh, that's something that could exist, I think, um, as well as some sort of more serious live action as, uh, adaptation, but they tend to just want to go one direction with it, don't they? And and that direction isn't is it seems to be just corny is the direction they go they go with. Um, Madame Webb might wind up on Tubi. It might do. Um, Mark says just watch Extraction One and Two, squint and pretend it's a Duke film. My God, that Extraction Two was good. That scene, that like one long scene where he's on the train shooting at the helicopter, that whole scene actually, that like one take all the way through the the escape, is unbelievable. It was like one of the coolest things I've ever seen. On in fact, I'm going to go watch that again today because I I love that that particular scene so much. That other movie is really good. Extraction series is actually really solid. Give it to Kirkman, says Pastor. I mean, true. Um, Bayverse movies are just entertainment, not good storylines. I, I, yeah, but you, entertainment has a has a point as well. Like, do you know, what I mean, you've got to be entertained. I was literally not entertained for about four, five films. Um, by the way, twenty twenty five Transformers and TMNT Party Wagon crossover. I know, yeah, absolutely. Uh, these are Skidmark's favorite underpants. Thank you, Figure Six Pack, for bringing it back to uh, to the odds. Uh, GI Grundles, absolutely. Talking Joe. This is some absolute Grundle Humpers, is what I call these. I love them. I'm all about a pair of Grundle Humpers. Um, missed opportunities to put Skidmark on them. Well, past the pierogi, we can start putting Skidmarks in them, so it's fine. Hasbro need to let Skybound Comics make the movies for GI Joe. I mean, I wouldn't be against that, Windblade. Uh, but the problem is it's two different industries and it's two different ways of doing things. A lot of the time, the writers for comics don't necessarily do the screenplay versions of those things. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's happened in the past, but for the most part, it's like they take what's been done by the comic writers and they have film screenwriters and, and different writers and all sorts of people either help with the original writer or what usually happens is they just do their own thing with it, and then the writer gets upset because 
you know, they've changed it completely and they didn't, you know, we worked on it together, but then I was cut out or, you know, that kind of thing. Or they were, I was supposed to work on it and never, ever did. So, uh, yeah, it's a weird thing in it. It's like they don't want the two things to be the same. They want to separate them somehow. And they do, they do that by utilizing different skill sets in writing. But I'm not saying that's a good or a bad thing, by the way. I'm just saying that's the reality of it. Um, yeah, I'm too old to wear undies with things like this. No, you're not, Ray. I'm like, what? I'd, I'd wear these in a heartbeat. Who cares? I'm wearing a snake eyes hat, for goodness sake. I'm wearing G.I. Joe trousers. Well, pants, whatever you want to call them. Literal trousers. Um, check your Rosses. Absolutely, James. Yes. See if they've got them in your size. Get multiples. You're right. 100%. Um, the live action G.I. Joe properties I'd describe as muted, just uninspired. Yeah, I, I'm going to go corny with my original... <laughs> <laughs> if everything feels corny, it does. Um, Kirkman just had a film screenplay made, Renfield, I think. Oh, cool. Also producing credits on Walking Dead. No, I'm not. What I did, I did I describe anything differently there? Because what I was saying was the usual way of doing these things is that they take those, they take what's been done by the writer, like I said, and then they screw them over. But yeah, I'm definitely sure. That Kirkman in this in those particular instances had a very strong. I mean, I know that his his work he worked with the Walking Dead series so closely, but it's like I feel like that was that was probably part of his um, contract in when in 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 getting that script done in the first place or getting that done in the first place. He probably was very much like I'm either in on this or and or you know or I'm not or you're not having it, and I bet that was part of. That he's got a, a strong amount of control on that for sure, but I guarantee you that in every other instance, when it comes to GI Joe, oh, sorry, when it comes to like adaptations, screenwriters decimate those those uh, original scripts or the the screenplay that the, the the comic writer might put up for you know um, consideration. But yeah, that's what I'm I'm get that's what I was getting at basically. Um, if you're saying put Kirkman on Joe, you've still got Lorenzo de Bonaventura in there. You've still got um, other screenwriters involved in that process. And I'm not 100% sure that he would have as much control on it that he does with something like Walking Dead, which is his thing. Do you know what I mean? Um, anyway, but that's that's by the by. Um, we're, we're talking pants at the moment. So anyway, I'm definitely going to try and get these. Five ninety nine in Ross. Now, Odd actually have GI Joe official merchandise uh, on their website as well. Other underpants they've got in there. They've got other. They've got socks. So it's not like crazy out there. It's just interesting that these appeared as if by magic. Um, you know, like boom, there you go. And also, I, I will point out it is the classified inspired artwork. It's the kind of more simplified website version artwork put into like the the kind of card art style, if that makes sense. So it's not the, like, if you look at the card backs, there are a lot more kind of, there's a different style in the kind of um, artist than in the art. And these are sort of like a kind of like more simplified, um, to, or it's a different style effectively at the end of the day, but it's the same kind of thing. And it's stuff that you would see, like that Scarlet image you see on the website, or used to see on the website, uh, the Cobra Commander you would see, that roadblock I've seen on, on T-shirts by 80s tees as well. Um, I mean, it, it's it's effectively, you know, 
the classified. I, I suppose that they call they honestly, they are they they called it. Um, I forget the term now. Uh, evergreen. They were termed. This is the evergreen GI Joe design sort of situation, if you know what I mean. Um, that's what they, that's what they they call this. Uh, and usually with like the, I mean Transformers have got that kind of evergreen thing going on. They? It's effectively the the um, anything that the kind of people want to use for merchandise and stuff. It becomes like the standard design portfolio that they use basically. Um, anyway. But Barking Fresh is ugly, but then most boxes with pics on them are ugly to me. Give me a simple design with more than half the battle in G.I. Joe, front on the front. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just feeling these. I'm really feeling these. Um, how would you all feel about a new, more intense animated series like Arcane or Voltron? Put it on Netflix or something. I'd love it. I'd love something. I'd love any sort of something, genuinely. Um Yes, I understand that is the normal, but Kirkman would have a better chance than some. I don't. I don't think going into GI Joe would, because um, there's too many too many cooks in there. He like he could flex a little bit to get involved, but I don't think they wouldn't give him full control. It just wouldn't happen. By the way, he only wears pants made out of human skin. I made that last bit up. Good. <laughs> only I. That's only me that does that. Um, boxes or briefs classified. Uh, I would say I would call these boxes. I'd call them boxer boxes. Yeah, I would. I actually call them underpants or pants. I'd call them pants, honestly. And I know that's weird for a lot of Americans to hear, but yeah, these are just pants to me. Absolute pants. Commando, indeed, Fluffle. Let's go, Commando. Anyway, that's pants. We don't need to talk any more about pants, and I've got to stop saying pants. So let's move on to the next story, which is really exciting, guys. We've got a new. We've got a new trailer for Wrath of Cobra. Yes, a new Wrath of Cobra trailer has been posted by the team at Maple Powered Games during day one of the IGN FanFest event yesterday. The trailer gives us new gameplay footage, including new characters, vehicles, and locations for the first time. No news on a release date just yet, but stay tuned for more information very soon anyway lots of really fun uh screenshots to go through i am so excited for this ray sorry you just mentioned that you're down for this game i cannot wait figure six pack same it is the game we've all wanted for so long for so long and the same game i've always wanted for so long it's effectively your classic turtles in time meets gi joe and i'm i'm here for it all day long now Let's go through. I mean, yeah, Rachel, I'm not a gamer, but this looks fun. Indeed, indeed. I think a lot of people will be jumping on this just because it is. it just looks like an absolute barrel of laughs and funsies. Uh, now, first screenshot we have here is of Duke fighting some Cobra troops. Uh, a little bit dusky in the background, in the dark, in the, a bit getting getting to the evening time in the in the background. Um, I don't exactly know where this is, but it's probably some sort of like just like a Cobra stronghold or something on it probably is Earth, I think. There is, I'm pretty sure we did see a uh, kind of like space um, scene, didn't we, with the the kind of um, invaders? Anyway, anywho, cheers. Um, let's go through these screenshots because they're amazing. So this is Duke. I mean, no, no real, nothing crazy new here. Uh, Scarlet finds some ninja vipers. I feel like we have seen the ninja vipers, but it does again. This does feel like kind of like a new. 
sort of vibe and possibly a new location. I don't remember seeing this location yet. Um, they are floppy disks, yeah, and they're they they're the, they contain like information. Like you collect them basically for uh, like intel, and it kind of builds up um, your special moves, I think, as well. But anyway, really cool. Larry's restaurant. I know. Absolute genius, isn't it? Absolutely. That's a Larry Harmer reference. 100%. And I think that's really cute, honestly. Um, and yeah, and Ninja Vipers as well. And like I said, I think this is a, uh, this is probably, this is probably, I'm going to just go out on a limb here and say this is maybe Springfield. I don't know for 100% sure, but I could imagine that this would be like a street on Springfield or something. Um, reminds me of the old Double Dragon punch kicks. Absolutely. Um, Larry's, yeah, it's definitely Larry Harmer, a hundred percent. And yeah, the Sunbow rifle she's rocking as well, which is dope as well. And I love the fact we've got ninja vipers in here, just great with those little kind of like, uh, are they called karma? They're not curry armor, that's different. I think they're karma weapons. Kama, anyway, next up, uh, with this, this could honestly look this could be Springfield because it's more suburban. Um, and that's this is gung ho, just taking out a ton of you got actually you got night stalkers as well in there. The kind of uh, almost like the Valkyrie, the 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 female Cobra Troopers, but in in black. And you've got I think male regular Cobra Troopers there as well, getting the butts kicked by gung ho, which is awesome. Um, and yeah, it's it's again fun seeing gung ho on these shots as well. But I've got a feeling this might be Springfield too. Um, it's cool that they recycle in Springfield. I know that's there's a recycle bin there, and there's one and there's one there. Look, that's hilarious, isn't it? There's just recycling everywhere you go in Springfield. That recycling can is almost too new. Actually, it's a good point. That is a good point. Um, but it's I, I guess there's an element of yeah, because you've got the, the look at the trash cans next to that recycling bin. It's like the original retro ones. And then the modern one. But they even say underneath, retro gameplay in a modern era. Love that. Absolutely love it. Um, I, I don't know. I, I really, I'm really feeling this game, and I can't wait for even more. I've been looking for other things, but again, you know, I'm pretty sure this is probably just like a Springfield shout-out here. Then we get into that other, again, it's Duke again, uh, on the same level, where it's like kind of turning into night in the, in the distance on that kind of like, it's almost like maybe like the helicarrier or something like that that he's on. Um, very kind of industrial like building or what have you. So it could be the helicarrier or it could be just some sort of, you know, st Cobra stronghold or something in the middle of nowhere. But he's actually fighting a Hiss tank, uh, which is great. So this would be like towards the end of the level. These are kind of like may big bad guys for each kind of thing. So yeah, like the Hiss tank's going to be on here. Um, we'll see a bit in, we'll see in a little while there's a ferret that kind of comes on the screen and like you know attacks i don't think they're just your regular uh, or you see them all the time i think these come at the end of the levels um anyway yeah boss and mini boss is what i'm getting at flaffle thank you um i love the fact that duke is punching that hiss though miguel that's freaking hilarious isn't it um like that's going to do any 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 jobs whatsoever um Peppermint Oil Capsule says, going back to the last night just briefly, what really cracks me up is a half-buried Transformers spaceship in medieval England. We've got medieval architecture right here in town. So where's this? Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I was, it was, the whole thing was just absolutely bonkers and ridiculous. Um, yeah. Anyway, 
the mechs look awesome as well. They do fluffle, yes. Let's keep going because there's some really cool stuff. And uh, we've got a trooper and an officer there, basically. That's an officer, it looks like, um, fighting uh, in like in the middle of the screen. And, of course, a trooper in the gunner position on the his tank. Awesome stuff. Then, Ripcord. I didn't get the best screenshot here because he knocks everyone out as I got the screenshot. And so they're all just disappeared. But I think they're all mainly troopers on this one. Um, but again, this is the underwater level. So this is underwater, but in like, again, in a in a uh, building underwater, in like a, a base. And as you can see, there's a bit of like a leak going on in one spot. Um, so obviously that, built, that building is coming down when you complete that, uh, that's for sure. So I'm sure you have to get out in some sort of like, I don't know, in some sort of cool like uh, um, water-based uh, vehicle. And I'm, 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 I'm excited to see what this level kind of entails. And uh, I love the fact that they've got Ripcord showing off the underwater um, mission. That's hilarious to me. Uh, but brilliant. Awesome stuff. And then as we continue going, have they mentioned how deep the character roster for playable Joes there will be? Yeah, they've kind of... You've got six main characters, and they've got reskins of those characters, and um, they are introducing more characters as downloadable content, uh, from what I'm aware of. Um, alternatively, they could start out the gate with more. Uh, we just don't know yet. Um, I'm actually going to get Kerry on the show, and we're going to have a playthrough of this before it comes out, which is kind of fun. So um, hopefully we can get that done soon. Um, but yeah, we'll be... Um, hopefully he'll have more information for us as well about release date, about all that kind of stuff. Um, so we'll be having him on again very soon and hopefully be able to play the game as well, which is kind of fun. Um, anyway... Then we have uh, Roadblock. Again, this is this looks like you know one of the castles, maybe Castle Destro, possibly. Uh, it's got Cobra logos all over it, though, so I don't know, maybe just... And it's not like Iron Grenadiers are fighting you, so it's probably just like a Cobra castle uh, in this sense. And we've got the kind of the, the Desert Tan uh, Trooper here, which is kind of a fun little, uh, again, reskin to kind of get different, like, bad guys um in involved there's a fudgy bar i think it's got dollars on it but that looks like a fudgy bar do you think that's a fudgy bar and do you think you collect those for like energy i'm gonna i'm just gonna go out on a limb and say that's a fudgy bar for energy um but that's freaking amazing it might not be it might just be like a it might be money and those those are like dollar signs i don't know i'll have to ask um but this is great um I thought I might have spotted an Iron Grenadier, but could be mistaken. I haven't seen one yet, but I'm definitely going to have to have a look at that. That's definitely one that I would that would stand out to me. May, it might have been, Mark, and not to kind of say that you wouldn't have noticed this. Maybe it might have been the the, the Night Stalker that you saw, the black uniform. Uh, but yeah, it does feel like a fudgy bar, doesn't it? 100% fudgy, says uh, Mark. Cool. Totally a fudgy bar, says Flaffle. Brilliant. Um Barking Fridge says, cosplay idea, Cobra real estate agent who searches for castles for sale. That is genius. Absolute genius. Um, yeah, Jamie Lynn thought it was a fudgy bar too. Cobra Temple or Castle Destro? Exactly, Ryan. I'm, I'm thinking Cobra Temple because of the Cobra logos on everything and the troopers and all that kind of stuff. But it could very well be Castle Destro. We don't, we don't know. Is that George Washington? I think so, Paisano. I'm not very good with my American presidents. Um, but uh, a very like it could be like a fun little like you know all oh, look at the artwork we have, um, and then we this is this is one of my favourites. 
This is amazing as a boss, mini boss, a boss. This is a boss, isn't it? Scarlet's going to have to deal with the friggin' snake robot. And what looks again, look, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, no, now it could be Springfield. It could be Millville. There's another option. It could be both. We could be seeing both. We could be seeing Springfield in one shot and Millville in another. Sorry, that's one of my teeth. But I think I'm getting Millville vibes based on the fact that there's a kind of kind of like those temporary structures that are in the background. I know that's just like a, a fence for construction or whatever, and all the Cobra uh, stickers on it and everything. But like it just feels like um, like either we're in a real like rundown area of Springfield here, or it could be yeah, it could be Millville. Or Frock of Beach. That's a good shout. I'm sorry, I don't know what that is. That was really annoying me. Yeah, it could be Brocka Beach, 100%. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything on the on the wall that might give it away. Uh, oh, that's cool. Is that Kid Something Midnight? That, I think, might be a shout-out to Kid Katana, who does the music. I'm not sure. There's just a guess, actually, on that one. There also look like, it looks like, is that a Cobra Island um, sort of... Um, billboard in the background, possibly. That could be Cobra Island as like a, a holiday destination sort of billboard, which would be really funny, wouldn't it? Um, but this this Cobra rope, yeah, Atari flashback, big time. I love that they've thrown this in here, honestly. I love this snake robot. I think it's so much fun. Um, and again, you know, works so well in this in this format. God, this game is gonna be good. Like, I don't even care if. I don't even care. I mean, we've seen the gameplay, and I th I just think this is going to be so much fun seeing all these little fun homages. There's going to be stuff that they haven't revealed that we're going to see. You know, it's it, this is just awesome. I hands down, I need this game right now, right now. Um, Lenny, if you're watching Snake Armor and this robot, just a thought. Hundred percent Snake Armor, and we'll we'll talk about the Snake Armor probably soon not yet though yes this is the cobra ferret um which is again probably a mini boss in this sense and this is funny because this is like you can see the cars are cardboard cutouts but they're purposefully like that almost like it's a cassette or they've you know they're faking something to make people believe it's a real town so this could be springfield um because they want to make it appear to be real even though it's not um anyway I know I've seen fan films about Cobra Island being a vacation resort since, well, Cobra needs money. Absolutely. Um, also, Claw, to piggyback on Jamie Lynn comment. Oh, yes, definitely. Definitely need a Claw in the Classified series. I need a HasLab G.I. Joe Classified Cobra Kaiju. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? It would be kind of fun, but like I, I don't know how successful it would be. It might be. It depends how much, how big, what scale, all that kind of stuff. A lot of things would have to come into play obviously but i think it would be fun lights camera cobra episode is a good shout there figure six pack like they're on a movie set that's a good shout honestly um the water robot yeah has that water robot i mean i want to see the water robot in that water level that ripcord was in in a second but anyway this is great you get to fight a cobra ferret that's awesome that's just too awesome and they just fly and again gung-ho is gonna have to punch him off that and blow it up but i'm sure he can this is a further along the level that um we were talking about before where we could see george washington and now it's kind of covered by roblox uh, avatar but you have all of this like like the collected wealth of cobra in this temple or castle 
um, sort of like in storage, Cobra crates and all that kind of stuff. The, the I love the um, chandelier hanging out with the candles and everything. And look at that machine gun that Roblox got that he's about to just do a lot of damage with. That thing is mental. Retro-infused soundtrack as well. Roblox with the minigun, absolutely. Um, good shout, as Chris would say. What did I... I recommend Lego Star Wars for the Switch too. Oh, yeah. I I, I can't... Yeah, there's there's a lot of good Switch games, honestly. Um, it's, all, it's all about the fun angle, isn't it? Zelda, Mario, so many games. Yeah, absolutely, Ray. Um, Kate absolutely adores the Zelda games. And I've watched her play them. I haven't played them yet, but I've watched her and they look incredible. Um, yeah, so that it's great for the Switch. I love those games. Um, the Great Serpent Lives Forever, indeed. Now, that is... I can't really see anything else going on there that might be like... I'm sure there are homages in there from like episodes and stuff. but. It could be like the Cold Slither episode when they're selling loads of things off as well, like that feeling on here, but I don't know. I like the fact there's a crowbar that's that's to the side having just opened one of those crates, it looks like, and the lid's off it. That's like a nice little touch as well. There's a lot of really fun detail in what is effectively a very simple graphics sort of game, and I just love the, I love the kind of the two things coming together on that. I think it's great. Um... Those troopers are being paid a lot. I'm not rushing after a guy with a gun that big. Mm, me neither. This is my favourite, though, and I'm pretty sure it is orange in colour. I don't think it's being punched, and therefore, you know, where it flashes red sometimes? I'm pretty sure, having seen the video, that it's orange the entire time, and it is just busting, like, the floor up with those huge, like, diamond-tipped, uh, kind of, like, almost like, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, it was Sunstreaker and from the Transformers. It was Sunstreaker and why have I forgotten his name? The brothers, basically, the Lambo brothers. I've completely forgotten the other one's name. Sideswipe. Thank you, Ryan. It was Sideswipe and Sunstreaker that had that kind of like um, mix up, it feels like, back in the day with the characters. And they ended up like having the pile drivers described on one file book bio when it should have been on the other one and it's like one's got the pile drivers and the other one gets the the description of having pile drivers so yeah like i um i always found that quite interesting how the they kind of got mixed up in their um original like uh information and stuff but i love the fact that they've got those pile drivers and they're wicked diamond fists yeah i don't know i just think it's really cool and i love the fact they've done an orange one and i, I imagine we'll see a gray one i'll imagine we'll see a red one. I imagine we'll see all sorts of different colours of them in the game. Um, but yeah, uh, Ripcord's got his work cut out, of him, cut out for him here. I love as well. This is really fun and it's silly, but I love it. It's very much of these kind of games. They they go to like punch the per person, obviously just make a huge mess in the ground. But then once they've made that kind of you see that kind of like cracked broken floor it disappears. <laughs> And then they do it again, and another one appears there, but it disappears. I just think that's kind of cute and very reminiscent of these kind of games. Like the, the damage doesn't stay damaged, you know what I mean? Cheers. Anyway, brilliant stuff. Um, are there any more screens of this? Yes, we do. I've got a few actually. Yeah. We have uh, Snake Eyes of. Uh, this is really fun. When he summons Timber, he gets a bone out, like a little, a little, like dog bone sort of thing. 
and I haven't got the screen. I didn't catch it on the screenshot, unfortunately. But when he when he does that, it kind of summons Timber, and he kind of comes into for the special move. Um, so I've, I guess that's what the second bar is uh, below the health. Is they they you kind of get that to full amount, and then you can summon your special move, basically. Which in in Snake Eyes' case is is summoning Timber. In Roblox' case, it's getting that huge machine gun. In Duke's, he brings in an airstrike. Scarlet does some sort of like uh I think some sort of like guile style um you know whirlwind kind of bicycle kick thing. Um they all have different like special moves, I think, basically in that sense. Um anyway, great stuff. Oh, did we see yeah, bats? I forgot, I forgot. Bats are in there too, and they look fantastic. Yeah, thank you for pointing that out, Windblade. Yes, absolutely. Um is it actually ripcord in the game or just a generic green shirt every man can... it's actually ripcord ray yeah we we confirmed that with um with kerry uh, on the interview and yeah i think he's he's named um as well and uh, not obviously on any of these games but um yeah he, he he's 100 100% ripcord yeah he's even got like a i can't i don't think i can say yet. i don't think it's been revealed but he has a special move that makes sense basically it's not ripcord it's zartan amazing i love it um anyway love that um yeah and there's yeah there's snake eyes um and timber kicking off with some troops in cobra island i'm gonna say i'll just say cobra island it feels like it might be cobra island we're on like some sort of tropical kind of scene here but i'm gonna say cobra island is probably the the the, the high likelihood here and more Cobra Island elements. Kind of looks a little bit like Jurassic Park with those vines and the broken kind of side things and everything. Uh, and we get the uh, the gliders on show here and the troops drop from those gliders, which is fun as well. Uh, I wanted to get that screenshot because, again, it, it shows another vehicle or another element of the Joe brand that we haven't seen yet before. Anyway, I think that's everything for the screenshots from the game. Yep. Um, <laughs> I Let's move on because, again, we've got a lot more to cover. I'm not going to go into massive detail on on you know a lot of this stuff because again we've talked about it already ad infinitum. But I just wanted to go through the Wrath of Cobra stuff because I'm so excited for this game. the 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 trailer looks fun. You can see the whole event actually like a three hour fan fest thing day one video on um on the link. I think it's in the link below in the description. Alternatively, you can just um you know, watch the YouTube. I think, sorry, it's just the YouTube video for the trailer uh, in the link below. But you, yeah, you can find it. You can just, if you follow Wrath of Cobra on Twitter um, or even on um, Facebook, uh, I think you'll see their post about this. Anyway, that's that. Let's move on to, we'll continue with the Snake Eyes theme as we see him on screen at the moment with 3-0. <laughs> Yes, I talked about this um, a couple of days ago, of course, but 3.0 have dropped a massive reveal in the week with their latest Fig Zero release, Cobra, Cobra? Commando Snake Eyes, not Cobra Commando Snake Eyes, just Commando Snake Eyes, or as we know him, the 1991 version 4 inspired design. The figure was a complete surprise and a welcome one after having so many previous companies, as well as 3.0, of course, dropping multiple versions of Snake Eyes in variations of his version 1 and version 2 designs. The, the figure comes with two swords, an Uzi, a pistol, two knives, three grenades, multiple hand attachments, and plenty of secondary web gear. It's great that we are getting this figure for the 12-inch scale, and I look forward to seeing what else they do in the coming months. Um, how long before we see this guy in classifieds as fluff? Good question. 
probably not that long. I could imagine this being almost a catalyst. Because what is funny is when companies bring out things, it doesn't take long for classified to either follow suit or they either, they either start the trend or they follow it. So yeah, I, I, I could see them doing this snake eyes. Especially considering it's so underutilized in everything. Like we've seen very few, um, you know, very few times have we seen this particular snake eyes, um, you know, in anything. So I think it would be great, absolutely great to um uh to see this in a classified series. And yeah, it snowballs in different lines, absolutely, absolutely. Has the amount of simultaneous players been stated, says Jamelin? Oh, um, I don't know. I don't think it has. How, however many you can have simultaneously on a switch, maybe they have done. Uh, and he he did said this on the interview, didn't he? Um, they have done like stress tests with uh, amount of like actual sprites or actual like um, actual game, like you know um, characters on screen at once, and they've 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 like done like hundreds on screen at once just to see what what it would do with explosions left right and center as well so um i imagine you could get quite a few um simultaneous play I, it, there's obviously going to be a limit but we don't know what it is yet uh, or i don't know what it is yet is the correct answer to that one anyway coming back to 30 commando snake eyes absolutely love this reveal um like i said very off, not very often utilized kind of design version. And I think that's kind of a bit sad because I love this version. The The original vintage figure is gorgeous. Um, he was used ever so um, sparingly in the, later on in the comics. And then he was, because obviously he switched to uh, Ninja Force Snake Eyes pretty soon afterwards. But they did utilize him in um, the Deke cartoon as well. So he has had multiple media references, just not very extended periods of time. Um, so yeah, like I said, the Deke series, uh, the Marvel comics, and of course this figure and the vintage figure, and on the Hall of Fame figure as well, I should say. The Hall of Fame figure is an absolute beauty, by the way. Um, but um, I will say, I'll get to that at the end point as well. Oh yeah, the Giorgio video game, you're right, Ray, you're right. They did have that, ver that version in the arcade game which is funnily enough um it might change but it's funny that the arcade game is my favorite gi joe computer game of all time it's very simple to complete and it's very straightforward but it is just so much friggin fun um and sort of goes along the deke lines of just throwing every character available at the time at you to kind of like cover for any poor writing poor gameplay again it's just a lot of fun i love that i love that uh arcade game but you're right ray he was utilized in that um particular game um so yeah i mean still not very often he's not like he's turning up all the time we're not seeing you haven't seen him for a long time in the modern era so really excited really excited to start seeing this version of the character kind of in different versions basically Classified has so few figures from the newer lines. Classified needs some more '90s figures. I know we've got we've got a few, but not many. I mean, Shooter is technically a modern kind of character brought into the Classified series. Shadow Tracker was, but they're they're more like much later in the line, aren't they? Kind of like Pursuit of Cobra, kind of 50th anniversary, and so on and so forth. Um, I suppose you know there wasn't a figure of Shooter, but there was a character of Shooter in the Declassified comic. 
um, retconned as um, shooter, the, this female character. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones. Kamakura, obviously, was a good um, addition. Um, yeah, Big Ben was 91. But again, doesn't really count, does it? Um, anyway, I agree with you. I think we need to get that kind of like new sculpt era involved as well. I think we need to get kind of 90s, late 90s, not late 90s, uh, early to mid 90s characters in there. Um, Helix is another one, yeah. Uh, Big Ben, I, I, I said Big Ben, uh, but I was kind of, I, I still kind of, I feel like Big Ben and Range Viper are still in that kind of classic vintage era still. Um, like I'm not saying that. Like I think, like when it gets to Battlecore, is when you can start kind of like separating them a little bit. But but everything before that is very much in that kind of similar vintage feeling kind of arena. Um, this version was repackaged as Action Man over here, along with the other three Hall of Fame figures. Reintroduced Action Man to the market. Yes, Ray, absolutely. Um, I had Stalker in actual fact for my Hall of Fame uh, UK version. Um, I remember they did, I think Duke got an Action Man release and then they switched to Hall of Fame for that Duke and for those other figures. Because I remember we get we got Cobra Commander, Rock and Roll, Stalker, uh, Snake Eyes, um, maybe a couple of others. But I remember that the furore over Cobra Commander having a removable helmet and then everyone thought, oh, maybe you can take the thing off his face. No, no, you can't. He's got a face mask on as well. But anyway, um, uh, any, okay, yeah. Anyway, there's a lot. Yeah, we. I mean, we could talk about we could talk about the amount of characters that need to be in the classified line all day long. But I love that we've got this one, and I love the Hall of Fame sort of you know nod. There's also another Hall of Fame element to this, what this particular figure, which makes me laugh, makes me kind of think. I wonder if they were they were, had that in mind as well in terms of the subdued colors because obviously it's not as bright as that other blue snake eyes. It's like a dark blue sweater, which I think has a really nice vibe, honestly. And you know, it's not like a light gray secondary; it's like a more kind of dark secondary. So there is there's a definite like there's a definite idea here to kind of subdue some of the brighter elements. The red goggles, the red is a very dark red, but it looks very cool indeed. Um, so yeah, I'm down for this one. And the promo shots are lovely. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, really cool. Um, and he gets a, you know, he's he's not got, like packed with accessories, but obviously he's got lots of like little bits and pieces here, like pistols and knives and the swords, obviously, and the shot, the the secondaries and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot going on still with these three zero figures. They don't need to have like a complement of accessories that you see on like, you know, Bloomin' Firefly and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I really like this. I kind of wish his Madam Two Swords had red hilts and handles. Yes, Jamie Lynn, or at least subtle red hilts and handles. Like, you know, like they've done, they've gone subdued with the rest of it. It would be fun, yeah, to have like a very, like maybe like a very dark, dark red handle on the, um, on the swords. Definitely. Uh, they do nice work, 3-0. They really do. The, the Snake Eyes uh, figures are, and the Storm Shadow I have are just beautiful. So, yeah, I, I'm really into these. Um, I could see this as a Mezco release, too. Yeah, I could see Mezco doing this, Max. I could see Mezco doing this version of Snake Eyes. Um, 
Kickley has been using his red goggles in the recent illustrations. It really pops. Yes. And um, we'll be talking about Kickley in about seven hours time when I get through this segment. Um, yeah. And then obviously again, more beautiful shots of this, uh, of this figure. I'm, I'm really excited that they're doing this really happy. They're doing this. Um, I hope it's a really successful one and I hope loads of people can get it. Um, who want it, of course. Um, I do hope it's popular. I really do. And we'll see. I mean, it's snake eyes in, you know, Snake Eyes is genuinely the most popular character, if not, you know, maybe Cobra Commander, but I think Snake Eyes is probably edges him out um, in terms of popularity. Comment in the comment in there to tell me I'm wrong. Um, but I would say Snake Eyes is the most popular character. Um, and then I wouldn't like Snake Eyes and Cobra Commander are probably up there in iconography. Cobra Commander probably is a bit more iconic. But Snake Eyes is probably more popular. Would you agree with that? Let me know in the comments. Um, and then, of course, the loadout there for the figure. Uh, like I said before, you've got the Uzi, you've got a pistol, you've got two kind of bladed, like small knives, three grenades, two swords, madam, and tons of extra hands. It's funny, I only ever use C grips on these things. I feel really bad for like all of the the work that goes into all of those hand sculptures and i only ever use the c grips i do it on classified too i very rarely use any other you know rock and roll is probably the only one where i've got him doing that that's the only one i've ever used that isn't you know the c grip hand uh, and it's kind of i feel like it's because i feel like it's so obviously done for display you know so it kind of seems redundant not having that hand on anyway Phoebe agrees with me as well. Um, here's the like another image to show that uh, how tall he is, 30 centimetres, 12 inches, basically, I guess. And um, a couple of more shots of the kind of close-ups of him and the loadout. But this is the one I wanted to show you. This has just got so much similar energy going on. This is the SWAT assault set for the Hall of Fame, by the way, uh, which is even more interesting. Like You could get that snake eyes, and then you could kit him out like this snake eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny? Um, the goggles were that more subdued red. The the blue was a little bit darker. I mean, it was still a bright blue. Um, I, I had that. I have that set. I still have it. Um, and I I would put. Uh, I had the stalker figure, and I would put that gear on stalker. And I'd also put it on my action man. I had a couple of action man figures as well, including the eagle eye uh, flocked hair um, sniper um, neck one as well. Um, so yeah, I, and and he also had the blue Action Man pants, which were amazing. Like a bluey gray pants with the Action Man logo on, like a almost like a buckle on his pants. It was amazing. I loved those Action Man figures. Oh my god! I still again still have them. Um, they're like my pride and joy from that kind of period. I just love playing with them. I had the SAS kind of um, parachute gear. With the uh, the helmet, like the kind of flight helmet with the visor and everything, and the and the chest kind of computer almost, and like it was so cool. Um, and the parachute was amazing as well, like proper thick ass vinyl. It was great. Um, I like this. How much is he retail? Retail is actually one fifty nine ninety nine. So he's quite an expensive. He's expensive high end twelve inch figure, uh, and he goes up for sale on the twenty eighth um, ten. Uh, PM Hong Kong time or 10 a.m. Hong Kong time, I think it is. I think it's 10 a.m. Hong Kong time. I don't know what time or date that is for us, but there you go. Um, so yeah, that will go up, like I said, 
this week but in the week basically uh the day before the uh the gi joe uh live stream which is what we're going to talk about next by the way um anyway that's yeah that's enough for three zero um let's do let's do the last let's do the last news burst bit Yay! The worst kept secret in all of G.I. Joe. Uh, not only did we get an opportunity to update the current listings, by the way, uh, I posted that last night, that we have available, but Hasbro decided to reveal that they will be doing a G.I. Joe live stream on the 29th of February at 11am EST, just as we had all expected after seeing that Entertainment Earth Drop Zone post a while back. I have done a preview on a previous episode, but sod it, let's do it again. <laughs> so, like I said, we got... Um, this happened to us. The Entertainment Earth drop zone posted this on uh, like ooh, a couple of weeks back now, saying that uh, there would be a classified uh, pre-order drop on the 29th of February, um, Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, which is 1 p.m. Eastern. And it all lined up as where, as it always does with previous live events and um, I'm not sure if anyone was disagreeing. I think everyone really was in agreement that this was going to be the case. And the worst kept secret in the fandom was revealed to us uh, by the team yesterday. So Hasbro Pulse fan stream will be on the YouTube channel, the Hasbro Pulse YouTube channel, February 29th, 11 a.m. Eastern. Um, what is really um, annoying about this one, <laughs> that's not annoying at all. Um, I'm going to be... Uh, uh, I'm going to be taking Kate to the airport that this more that morning, so I think it's really early though. So I think I'll be back in time to react to it, and uh, yeah, hopefully I can um, be yeah get, get like a you know decent video out um, uh, in like a decent time. But worst case scenario, I'll do the reaction in the evening, and you know there we go. But I'll I'll see what happens. I'll see what happens during the day. If it's a if it's a day that I can actually. Um, you know, get some time to to work to you know to do the reactions. I will 100% do the reactions right away. Um, but it will be more than likely I'll be doing a video later in the evening. Um, but just to give you uh, just to give you an idea, basically on that one. Um, how about let's talk about the background? That's a good point, Flaffle. How about this live stream announcement background? Think any hints from it or reading too deep? I don't. Th I don't think you're reading too deep at all. Now. Let's let's kind of really concentrate on this one, right? I feel like this has been this background not necessarily been utilized before, but I feel like the this theme and the style has been utilized before for Tiger Force and Python Patrol because uh, it's jungle related, isn't it? And that makes me wonder if they do plan on revealing Tripwire and and Roadblock in reality on this stream as well as all the other things. We you uh, will probably have leaks the night before we'll probably have pre-order information drop very soon um you know we'll probably get that kind of stuff before we actually see the event um it's just how the th how things work nowadays isn't it it's like we can't be like surprised on the day i think we will we'll get some sort of leakage gross um throughout the week um and then we'll we'll report on it as it comes through i guess but we'll see how it goes with that now um I think in terms of the background, I do agree with you on that one, Fluffle. I think that there's something specific. They do that they do they they do this for a reason. They don't just choose the backgrounds willy-nilly. So I think, yeah, there's probably an element there of um, 
you know, maybe the Tiger Force Python Patrol sort of aspect, and that with that, maybe we get some more reveals within that realm. Um, which makes me think that not doesn't, doesn't make me rethink my preview, but makes me add to it. So let's just go through the leaked listings uh, that we have currently. Now, this is I posted this last night, and we've now confirmed that Pebbles is Jinx and George is Doc. Now, you might have gone, well, that's obvious, but Dreadnought Torch is Jane. Miranda was uh, Kamakura. There is no, like, um, uh, what's the word? There is no, like, gender kind of crossover necessarily with the code words and the character names every single time. So we had to assume, with an, with not knowing exactly who was who, that it, it wasn't just going to be Pebbles' Jinx and George's Doc. But we now have confirmation, so that's great. So we can tick that off the list. It just fills out this this you know this leak listings um, a little bit more, and we get a little bit more kind of um, you know we just get a little bit more kind of filled in, which is great. Um, now with the way that these are kind of like laid out in terms of like release dates and all that kind of stuff, I think His Tank have posted what they think are the other release months, which I think actually are, are on point. Some of them I, I'm not sure I haven't checked all of them, but I think. I, I will do that, and I will see if there are any that might be wrong and speak to them about it. But I, I'm pretty sure they're right. I'm pretty sure that the, the release dates they have for those particular like figures that they have in their list as well on the, on his tank are correct. So um, based on that, we can kind of get a good idea as to what we might see on the stream on this February, and then what we might see then: Yojo June, July, August, October. Because all of those points seem to be like, you know, um, specific times that we'll see things. So we'll have Yojo June, and that will be like a whole month of stuff. We're going to get, it's going to be ridiculous again. I just know it. It's going to be like loads of reveals, loads of stuff. We'll probably get a HasLab thing, I, I would imagine. We'll probably get like, you know, we'll get all of the different companies throwing G.I. Joe stuff out as well. Like it's going to be insanity, Yojo June this year. I just know it. July will probably continue that a little bit. There'll be like that kind of because Yojo July has sometimes been a little low level banger of a month for Joe. Um, we've had like, you know, you have you, you you have your like your big classified month with a ha with Haslab probably with something else. And then you go into the next um you go into the next month. And you get loads of stuff coming out, whether it be other companies dropping things because they don't want to like they don't want to kind of get lost in the the Yojo June aspect a lot of the time. So they spread it out a little bit more. Then of course we have SDCC, which is like a reveal thing on its own. Then we have, um, well, we have PulseCon. We this is crazy. PulseCon 1027 MCM is now a place where they reveal stuff. Um, so you've got multiple hit points in that, that period of time, which is going to just be ridiculously product reveals all sorts. So you've got to kind of spread that little out a little bit. But I still feel I still feel pretty strong that we'll see a lot of um we'll see a lot of stuff in February. I still think we'll see a lot of stuff on the 29th. But again, um we'll have to confirm a lot. Well, we'll we'll see, won't we? Because there'll be leaks and, and what have you. So we will definitely see very soon as to what we're going to, what's going to be kind of coming for the 29th. Um, is that a hut for a tower in the picture? 
Yeah, basically, it's like a little. It's like someone is basically like looking through a um, like a binocular or kind of like a, a viewfinder or like a sight, and they're looking at. Uh, they're kind of highlighting this area of jungle which looks to have, you know, just load of trees and then this kind of like random jutting outpost kind of thing in there. So I think, yeah, there's there's elements in there that are kind of very hidden, but very subtle. Um, anyway, and then, of course, all the new stuff for 2025, we probably won't really get any more information on those for a while. But like I said, we'll be updating this list um, all the time. And we have been. So as soon as we know more information, we'll update it for you guys. It's Checkpoint Alpha in the middle of a jungle, yeah. Uh, the names for Doc and Jinx, I knew it. Uh, I know figure six back. I know, but at the same time, it's that thing in it. Like um, uh, we we couldn't confirm it until we could confirm it. Is the is the is the situation with that one? Classified watchtower confirmed. Paul, absolutely. Shout out to Paul at Plastic Battles for re uh, for like relaunching the website. Uh, excited to see you doing that stuff, Paul. Again, mate. So go check out that. Could you put a what's the link in the um, in the comments? You might not be able to do it. Uh, but what is the website title at least? You don't have to put .com. Just put the 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 actual you know thing, and I'll read read it out. But yeah, that's awesome, mate. Really happy for you to get that website back up and running. Can't wait to see more stuff going up as well. Uh, anyway, so that's the listings. Like I said, we'll we'll update you. Um, we've had uh, an inkling that MM. The MM designation might be pulse exclusive, so we might be looking. This is a might, by the way. We don't, we no, not confirmed yet, but this is an inkling that's kind of floating around. Um, that the MM Shaggy VEH, aka SMS with Techno Viper, the MM Scooby VEH, which is the Cobra Ferret and Cobra Ferret Scout, the MM Scrappy, which we don't know yet, um, and then even MM Daphne Deluxe for Starduster. We're we're hearing that MM could be some sort of pulse could just be pulse exclusive um and that is like i said we'll, we'll hopefully try and confirm that in the future but um we'll find out i guess we'll know for a, a what's confusing on this list is i've put mm sarge on the tns buttercup but that means mad marauders i just couldn't fit mad marauders in it doesn't mean the same as the mm in the uh, code word designation so sorry for that confusion and i might change that um to uh to say marauders sarge maybe or yeah um i might do that uh change it just so there's no confusion on there for people i'm just confused looking at that and i i wrote the bloody thing um so yeah so there's a possibility that mm could be pulse exclusive but again it's a it's not confirmed but we will try and confirm that um python patrol alley viper says chris D'Amato. that would be kind of fun Classified, classified outpost defender. Oh yes, please. Thunder machine or swamp skier. I mean, oh, that wouldn't be the worst thing, would it? But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I guess. Um, now, that's just again. That was just a little side bit of information for the listings. But we will update as and when we know uh, more information. Now, we've done through. The, we've gone through these a lot already. But I'm going to do it one more time. Unofficial leaks. Uh, we're aware of retro cobra commander, road pig, heart wrencher. The Iron Grenadier's Bat, um, Thunder Machine, and the Snowcat. So those are the kind of unofficial leaks. Uh, IG Bat, we can probably put in the official thing. Now. Um, it's not official, but we can probably take it out of unofficial leaks and just like put it in leaks right now. Um, I mean, it is on that listing. 
uh, I think it's on that listing. Yeah, there it is, Judy. So it's on the listing, uh, so it's it's there as well. But I put it in here just because, you know, it shouldn't be out there <laughs> yet. Um, anyway, those are your unofficial leaks. The Thunder Machine and the Snowcat were also kind of like heavily rumoured um, by uh, its Chad. Um, he say, So again, like I'm, we, we can't confirm it just yet, but that is, you know, up there with... Um, What's the new Cobra Eels? Uh, that would be um, retro, Daniel. There's nothing really new about it, I don't think. It'll just be retro-carded Cobra Eels. Uh, I would imagine that would be the one figure in that wave that is sort of like a reissue where not much is different, like not much in the way of deco, not much in the way of weapons and stuff. You never know. They might they might even do something crazy like a black and red version, like we've, or the grey and red version that we've seen um, in what what am i thinking of that's gray and red and an eel well do they do that for like one of the um they've done it in a modern era i think but i think you could definitely do something like that with it but i don't think they will i think we'll probably see something very uh, akin to a reissue because they were so popular and not everyone got them um emailed the list to the full force podcast hope it saves you some work thank you what did you um what did you email me was it the uh the the time yeah, I'll, I'll, the, the his tank stuff. Yes, thank you very much. I appreciate that. That's great. Lovely stuff. Thank you. There you go. I don't have to do any work now. Thank you, Flaffle. Um, yes, it was Danger at the Docks. Yes, you're right. That's what it was, Kev Jewel. And why I recognised it so recently was because I was talking about that with someone and I had to reference the image. Of course, yes, it was the SDCC Danger at the Docks eel. I wonder if that's a possibility then. Anyway, we'll move on. So unofficial leaks this is what I'm getting, like, you, we could see this kind of stuff appear in their name-only reveal section, is what I'm getting at here. So we could see this in the name-only reveal section, but moving on, let's look at what we could see in terms of renders. Uh, and I think, I, you know, all of these are possible possibilities. I think the Alpine wave, where you've got Alpine, Iron Grenadier, the Iron Grenadier bat, and the other figure, which we can't reveal just yet, I feel like they could be render reveals. Um, like a four-figure wave, because they seem to do that quite often. They seem to reveal the four-figure wave in one go during render reveals. They did it for G.I. Joe Day. And uh, we'll get to that in a second. But um, yeah, Stardust, I could see them reveal. I could see Cobra Ferret 100%. I could even see that go up for pre-order, possibly. But um, I think it would just be the render at this, at this stage. Uh, retro Snow Serpent, Retro Eels, Retro Beachhead. I don't see why not. Um, obviously Iron Grenadiers, like I said, with Alpine. Um, Raptor, Nemesis Immortal, and Starduster are the other three that maybe they might just pick one of those to show off and hold the other the others for later. So I think with that, I don't necessarily expect to see Starduster, but I could see the Alpine wave, I could see the retro figures, and I could see one of either Nemesis Immortal or Raptor as Deluxe is shown off. Not both, maybe both, but I don't think they do both. Um, and the ferret, I could definitely see the ferret. Xandar and Leatherneck, I would hold fire on because I don't expect to see them until later in either in the year, maybe even like towards the end of the year when we get the 2025 stuff start coming through in terms of reveals and stuff. Um, so maybe Leatherneck and Xandar, wait a little bit to the end of the year on those. But everything else is fair game. I just expect that maybe Starduster and maybe one of Raptor and Nemesis Immortal might be held back um, out of those three. Anyway, um, 
still wants cold smither zarana i love the fact you've made a typo there figure six pack cold smither or cold smither is just genius and yeah zarana yeah that kind of black deco uh with the kind of the band shirt would be brilliant and would just be a great repaint of that zarana figure so bad yeah i'd, I'd love it um then of course we have the digital renders that we're aware of now i think we're going to see some sort of has lab update uh, I, it's been a long time since we heard anything about the figures um anything really about the the has lab the dragonfly has lab so i think we could see ripcord glenda and crazy legs shown off in some way shape or form i just think there's a possibility if we don't guaranteed we see that for the next one guaranteed uh, they might split this stuff up and have multiple things throughout the year as well. They might have different points where they want to show things off, and and that's totally fine, and I understand it. But I would suggest that maybe we see some sort of has Haslab update. Then, of course, we've got the four-figure wave of Doc, Jinx, Torch, and the Night Creeper, which I do sort of expect to see as pre-orders. Um, we haven't had that information yet, but I think that will that I think we'll be able to confirm that soon close to the uh close to the end of um you know close to coming up to the 29th um but anyway i feel like those four are probably good shouts for pre-orders the sms almost certainly is going to be up for pre-order i can't imagine a world where it isn't at this point honestly um and then of course i think norgahide might be in with a shout as well of being uh pre-order now i was kind of saying originally that i think tripwire and roadblock would be for target and target would do their own thing and you know, they might reveal them, but I don't think much would be going on uh, on that day on the 29th. But having seen that background with the, the jungle, I'm not 100% sure now. So now I'm thinking, oh, possibly we could be looking at um, Tripwire and Roblox being revealed and pre-ordered as well. So uh, with that said, that is my sort of idea of what to expect. Um, I, would, I wouldn't expect all of it to happen. Like, this is the thing. Like, I think based on what we've had in the past they do tend to pad these events out with a lot of stuff. Lots of name only, well, a decent chunk of name only reveals. Like, you know, they've done up to like, they've done a load, they did like six once, didn't they? They did like six or eight once. Um, maybe like two or maybe four at a stretch this time around. Then I would expect, um, obviously, the uh, digital renders um, to be shown off. And I expect like, they do quite a few of those now. They do a four-figure wave. They'll do a deluxe. They'll do a figure pet. They'll do a vehicle. I could see that. I could see that being done. Um, so four-figure wave, a deluxe figure pet, and vehicle. I could see seven, six or seven renders shown off um, in the event. No problem. Easy, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. And then I, in terms of like the, the pre-order stuff, I think the four-figure wave, a figure with the vehicle and the figure with pet, is more than enough for for one rand. It's like what that's that's six. That's plenty. Do we need more than that? I mean, you could throw the tripwire roadblock two pack in there as well, and you've got you know um, you've got seven um, kind of items. But I would be really surprised if they if they drop the re, if they drop the pre order. I I wouldn't be surprised if we see like you know more in like actual figures. That wouldn't surprise me, especially with the theme background. But we'll see, I guess. And um, yeah. 
As someone said earlier, I'd love to see some new characters. Remember the anticipation surrounding the mole rat name reveal? Oh, totally, totally agreed with you on that, Jamie Lynn. We need new characters. I'd love to see some new characters, definitely. Um, question, we have divers. What's the chance of a Cobra or Joe boat? Well, Mark, I think it's high on high likelihood at some point. Devilfish, maybe, the piranha, the... Um, uh, what's the, the eels that are always on that that hydro sled? I could see any of those sort of things popping out in the in the classified series at some stage. Um, I think when it gets a bit bigger than that, like the whale, yeah, night landing's a good shout. When it gets to like the whale or the you know the moray, I think you're talking more Haslab there. But definitely the Cobra night landing would be a good, really good shout. Um, and how many people would pose? How many people would pose it with Firefly in there? So many. Sharks a good shout, Ryan. I think that would be. I think the shark would be a possible figure vehicle, uh, especially with the the vamp kind of setting a precedent. I could definitely see them doing that. The water moccasin might be a stretch, but I still don't see why not. I don't see why not. Anyway, um, that is that. Let's do a shout out. So we'll move on to shout outs, and then I'll finish because we've gone well overboard here. Overboard. See what I did there. Yeah, anyway, shout out. Have you tried Hoarder yet? No? Well, you need to. If you have a collection of things and want to create a fun and easy way of organising it and, of course, showing it off, then get involved. You can post items and build collections and you can drop a status like getting a fun delivery or seeing some awesome related stuff on your travels. Build your collections with Hoarder. The app is free to download on Google Play and the App Store, so what are you waiting for? Get to hoarding. Right then, share ads. Uh, we'll go straight into uh, Pat, not here today, but we have been in talks to get sorted next week. We're, we're trying to carve out the time next week and just just do it no matter what. So yeah, the hope is we just get that done next week. So Pat should be back. Also, shout out to uh, Phil, of course, uh, Articulated Points. Link in the description if you want to check out um, you know, their brilliant channel. So shout out to those guys. Um, also, shout out to my wonderful wife, Kate, upstairs, uh, and Phoebes, of course. Um, loving the house at the moment. Loving the new, how everything, the new setup. Uh, feel, I feel like I can ch chat out so many videos as well. It's been great. Like, it's just been a really nice setup. And uh, I hope you guys have been enjoying all the content we've been able to put out as well. Um, it's just seemed like we had loads this week. It was it was brilliant. So, yeah, hopefully more of that kind of stuff um, as the... Um, as the uh, the weeks go by and even more to come as well which is great so anyway shout out to my wonderful wife kate and and phoebes and of course the great the family in the uk and the uh, the us as well um you are getting a monthly rachel as soon as me and i, I mentioned that at the beginning but uh, mark and i will be doing a comic special very very soon hopefully it'll be a live episode as well uh shout out to brian sour for our amazing graphics and also a quick reminder that Assembly Required, the show that he runs in Iowa, is uh, has been revealed um, the 13th annual, and the date will be the 8th and 9th of November. More information to come, of course. And uh, it looks like it's going to be a Iron Grenadiers sort of Destro vibe. We can't wait to see that theme and everything. So that's great. Now... Super 7 have also announced that they are going to be at Joe Fest officially. Uh, of course, it was mentioned previously and they'd been talking about it and everything. So it wasn't a, a secret in any way, shape or form. But that has been officially announced on uh, on their page, on Joe Fest's page. So if you are going to the show this year, um, expect to see Brian and the team. And yeah, um, probably some amazing stuff that they'll be showing off, hopefully. Um, very excited to see what they have uh, in store for that. And I... 
Should have spoken to Brian yesterday, but we had to reschedule. Uh, that was on me because obviously Friday got out of hand. Um, but we have uh, set up another um, interview and uh, lots coming for them this year, by the way. Uh, so much so that we're setting up multiple interviews throughout the year already. Isn't that crazy? So, yeah, uh, that will be really cool. So hopefully we're more with, with Brian. I'm also going to be obviously talking to the Hasbro team after the 29th. So we'll figure out what works best for that day and we'll get you a blooming redacted out as soon as we can. Anyway, massive shout out as well to David Gillis and uh, Brian Hickey for more news as it's made. It successfully funded yesterday. Very happy for that and can't wait to see uh, people get that book in hand. It looks amazing. And of course, Bob Breakin throwing, throwing in some pre-production uh, pieces as well to kind of sweeten the pot for some people uh, on, you know, whoever pledged at that that level. So that's pretty awesome as well. Um, really excited um, for this entire thing. And it's it's great because, you know, again, another successful book. My Palatoy Story came through the other day. We've got um, the Skeletron, the, the Total Robo Skull book is going to be coming soon for the Robo Skull um, backers. So many great books. Uh, the total action force books that you got that they've done. I mean, it's just one after the other, absolute banger. And um, Brian, obviously, Paddy, Bob Breakin, David Gillis, everyone involved in all of these books. I've just been really, really happy with everything so far. So yeah, congratulations to them uh, for another solid, uh, you know, book. And then Kickley, it's Kickley's segment. Yes, we got a beachhead, we got an airborne. Uh, I love these. They're very similar, aren't they? Kind of like this one and the Outback one. And I think we've, there's been a few like this where he sketches the specific uh, characters for people. I think these are like kind of like commissions, basically, which are really cool. And again, love these. Love seeing the different characters. Love seeing his takes on them. Uh, I love how massive Beachhead's backpack is on that one as well. Brilliant stuff. Um, just love it. Really, really awesome work. I, I, again, I've said it before, but I'd love to see Kickley on a... Um, official Joe book. I think it would be amazing. Uh, also, this one, this is actually, this was my low-key fave, Duke on the General, because the General is so close to my heart. I love that that playset vehicle, the Locust as well, like locked in on the top. And it's just something you don't see very often. You don't see the General like recognized very often. And it's really cool that he's just, he's he's used that as the, uh, the background for Duke here. Um, lovely stuff. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. I can't say more fun stuff about it. And, my, and again, this was a sad one, though. This is the last in the series that he's doing of these bigger pieces. And it's the team basically rescuing, pulling the Joes out of the fire uh, in the whale. You've got the Sarge getting some medical treatment from the dock there. You've got Stalker there as well. Mainframe, mainframe's little face in the window. That's cute. You've got Gung-Ho, Roadblock on the guns. That makes sense. You've got Cutter and Rakondo in the kind of pilot seat, basically pilot seats uh you've got uh general hawk giving you know laying some kind of small arms fire down as well kind of covering the the kind of joes getting brought onto the whale you've got i think uh you've got scarlet and you've got lifeline working on maybe a green shirt or is that someone else i can't tell i'm probably way off on that and then you've got low light jinx you've got snake eyes with the red goggles as mark was mentioning earlier and you've got Leatherneck, Wetsuit, and Sci-Fi as well in that shot. It's just brilliant. I love it. Loads of cool stuff. And I'm, I'm sure there's something I've missed. I did say Mainframe's cute little face in the window. And I did say Stalker's little... I oh, know it's Dialtone, not Stalker, because you can see Dialtone's backpack sticking up out the back. My my bad. 
that is definitely dial tone not uh stalker my apologies um but yeah that's really cool love it and i'm sure there's other stuff i'm missing but i i can't tell uh oh it might who is that that life fun's working on i think it's a green shirt but we'll see someone said oh no it's cover girl you're right you're right it's the jacket you're right it's cover girl sith viper you're right a hundred percent jamie lynn as well yeah it's cover girl i do this every time i never like i always get them wrong and always miss something but yeah that is definitely cover girl they're working on god i hope she's okay anyway <laughs> anyway brilliant artwork from kickley again love this stuff and that brings us to the end of the show hope you've had an awesome episode of it. I've, I've enjoyed it it's been a long one apologies and no pat yet but we hopefully we'll get that sorted out next week loads coming got that monthly with mark seddon hopefully uh ne early next week or as soon as we can do it and uh we will let you know in advance as best we can uh i've got an intel this weekend to do as well for our patrons that's just lots of stuff coming so yeah i will i'll be back <laughs> with more news bursts, no unboxings at the moment until I find a, another figure in the wild somewhere maybe, but we'll see. Uh, anyway, stay fresh cheese bags. And as always, after three, you know what to do. One, two, three, full force. See you soon. Make sure you get involved with the discussion by liking, sharing and commenting on these videos and as always you can keep up with the show after listening by following on X, formerly Twitter, at The Full Force, liking the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Full Force. We've also added a brand new Instagram so check us out there as well at The Full Force Podcast and if you would like to contact the show you can message us on any of those platforms with feedback and questions. We also have a Patreon page so if you want to show your support for the show, see your name up in lights on these videos or enjoy exclusive bonus content then check out patreon.com forward slash the full force podcast or click on the link on any of the posts this podcast appears in full force